0: Hi, I'm Kay Sellers. And I'm Mark Jones. And this is the In It Together podcast. No matter what level of experience you have in real estate, navigating the ever-changing real estate market can be tricky. Each week, my co-host Mark and I will bring you valuable tips, tricks, and trade secrets from our favorite industry experts, colleagues, and friends. Sit back and relax because we're about to get started, but most of all, I hope you realize that no matter how complicated the real estate industry can be, you're gonna walk away knowing we're in it together.
1: This week on the show, we have Skyler Briante. Um, Skyler was born and raised right here in Atlanta, and he's lived in the Little Five Points Candler Park area for over 15 years. After getting into real estate in 2019, he successfully built an incredible real estate practice where over the last two years, he's averaged around 6 million in sales volume and over 20 units per year. Welcome to the show, Skylar. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to be here. Yeah. Glad to have you. So tell us a little bit about your background um, before getting into real estate because uh, you know we've talked a little bit before and I know you uh, are sort of musically inclined and you're a musician. So tell, me, tell us a little bit about Your journey to becoming a real estate agent. Yeah,
2: certainly. Um, And like you said, I'm a musician on the side. Uh, Even before I was into music, I kind of come from a family of real estate. My parents never necessarily sold real estate, uh, but they're both in the construction industry before I was born. And when I was a a pretty young child, uh, both of them were fixing and flipping together. My dad ended up uh, branching off and getting into software later on. And then my mom kind of stayed in the industry, got her general contractor's license, and has been helping homeowners renovate kitchens and bathrooms ever since. Uh, awesome. With that being said, they were certainly not necessarily the fuel of my fire to get into real estate or anything, but they certainly are an amazing support system once I actually got in. Um, what got me into it, like what you said, you kind of hinted to it with uh, my musical abilities. Uh, I saw kind of a, uh, a hole in the musical market actually, uh, where here in Atlanta, it didn't seem like there was there was a really high demand for uh, musicians to find practice spaces and rent out rehearsal spaces but there mm-hmm. still aren't that many rehearsal spaces that are truly dedicated to musicians playing music as loud as they want to whenever they want to right. um, understandably you know <laughs> it's kind of a niche market so i saw potential in that i wanted to kind of get my foot in the door in terms of uh, creating uh, a similar you know business model where i would rent out to other musicians myself me being the landlord renting out practice spaces to them and quickly realized that I would probably need a little bit more capital than the money I was earning uh, serving tables. <laughs> and so I uh, looked into real estate because of that in terms of just like residential sales and the actual selling of real estate really spoke to me at that time and this time too, because I'm uh, just a big people person. Uh, I like the idea of sales and just getting to know folks and really help them out with their uh, you know situation and getting them from point A to point B. Uh, so for me, well, it's like, you know, really wrap my head around what real estate sales was and how it could work and what I needed to do to get into it. Uh, it was just, you know, a no-brainer from there.
1: That's awesome. And so you still have a dream then to to do this to build that uh, rental space for musicians to jam in.
2: Uh, eventually, yeah, I would love to work up to that. Um, it's something that uh, right now I'd love to just kind of keep focusing on building the foundation. Like I said, it's my real estate sales business. And honestly, once I went down the real estate sales business, I found a passion for it too. And I realized pretty quickly that, you know, I'm having a great time doing this. Um, and once again, if it helps fund that commercial venture in the future for helping musicians, and that's amazing. But I'm just happy where I'm at right now,
1: you know. Well, it's definitely working out pretty well for you. So
0: you're doing you're doing great. Appreciate it, Mark. (laughs) Where do you if when when you have the space that I'm helping you manifest in this moment, where where is it gonna be? Where do you envision it being in Atlanta? Uh
2: you know, I'm totally open-minded. I know that uh, the only thing real estate doing is doing in Atlanta is appreciating right now. So, uh, especially back when I was looking at commercial pricing, uh, particularly for that practice space back like before I even got into real estate, uh, it was already expensive. So it's just going up from you know where I was looking at it back then. So I'm totally open-minded. I think that anywhere accessible to, particularly you know the airport, uh, things like that, we have a lot of um. I mean, it's true for a lot of industries in Atlanta, but for musicians too, we have a lot of traveling musicians coming to Atlanta. We're a big hub for the music entertainment industry, um, so being anywhere near the airport, I think, would be a great place to be for a facility like that.
0: There you go. Yeah, that would, I mean, that that would be super cool if you you know were a musician, and you just flew in and then went straight there. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh,
1: like I said, with the with the industry the way it is here, like there's, there's going to be no shortage of people wanting something like that. So I think it's a great idea.
0: Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, Skylar, we both have the something in common and I, I don't know if you want to reveal your age, but I'll say we both started in the business at a very young age. And because of that, you had told Mark and myself that, you know, you had to kind of attract other consumers to work with you because a lot of people in your sphere just weren't in the place to buy. So what did that look like for you? Like, cause I, I did a lot of cold calling when I started and you said that's kind of what you focused on. So tell us a little bit about that journey and how you went from, you were rookie of the year and then you basically doubled your business after that from this process you had.
2: Yeah, um, uh, so if you must know, Case, I'm 25 right now. I got in the business when I was uh, like around 21, something like that. Maybe and 12. yeah, certainly there was a... <laughs> There was a there's a kind of fine balance between me being confident enough in my ability to get into the real estate sales and be good at it once I, you know, kind of got my foot in the door. But there was also a, you know, a hint of self-doubt with me about what you said, you know, just being a little bit young, uh, kind of having somewhat of an alternative look and Pearsons on the face, long hair at the time. Um, so yes, I certainly started with what everybody tells you to start with when you get started in real estate, which is your friends and your family. And that got me some great conversations and some amazing reconnections, but uh, it did not lead to any sales whatsoever. Most of my friends uh, are still my age. And at that time, were even younger with me. Um, And, you know, parents, friends just didn't work out. So I started cold calling, like what you mentioned. Um, For me, I kind of found uh, somebody who coached cold calling that spoke to the way that I like to communicate and build relationships with people. And so I kind of followed uh, what he preached about how to cold call and what to do with it. Um, and just uh, hit the ground running. I knew that if you know I built enough relationships and talked to enough people, it was only a matter of time before business would start you know, going. And uh, like I said before, um, even though I had some self-doubt about me being young, I'm still you know, extremely confident in my ability to talk to people and build relationships with folks. So I didn't have a problem just starting to make the calls and begin you know communicating with folks and see what would happen. Uh, so that was really how uh, I got to uh, where I'm at now. We're just you know, seriously spending a lot of time uh, communicating with new people that I've never met before cold calling um, and just kind of tunnel vision on that.
0: Well, and you were, you were talking to us and, and you mentioned, you know, when you started, you were like, Hey, I, I had a little bit of self-doubt. I, I had like a different look and a different vibe. I wasn't sure how that was going to work out for me, but clearly you being you worked. So how would you say that, you know, when you were making these calls, was it more the the connections you were creating and just showing up as your best self? Like, what do you think really led people to have this connection with you over the phone and to, you know, start using you the way that they did?
2: Uh, sure. I think, um, like I said before, I think personality plays into it. So just the fact that I'm willing to talk to new people and introduce myself and have conversations with folks I never met before, even before I got into real estate. Really helped once I started making calls and getting on the other line with people. I had you know no idea who were except for the fact that they've been fed their information. You know, um, but I do think it's a it's a a good balance between uh, quality over quantity and also quantity over quality, where you're doing a high volume amount of uh, or a high volume of prospecting and talking to as many people as possible. Uh, that being the quantity over quality aspect of it. But when you're actually in front of the people having that dialogue. Uh, You switch to, you know, what people consider like a quality over quantity mindset where you're giving them undivided attention, not letting any distract you and really giving them your all in terms of like figuring out what they're wanting to do, why they're trying to do it and giving them advice based on what they're truly trying to do instead of just trying to make yourself a commission check or get yourself at the end of the deal. Um, So I think just once again, uh, having kind of a balance between those mindsets where you're uh, able to be disciplined enough to do a high volume of uh, prospecting and talking to people. And then also like what you were kind of talking about, really treating them like humans and finding out what's best for them and, uh, you know, really treating it like a relationship.
0: Yeah, because you you were doing like three or 400 phone calls a day, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you start, man, yeah, that's what you uh, that's what that's I recommend. For yeah,
0: do what
1: you got to do, right?
2: Certainly, <laughs> yeah, it was three or 400 a day. And I, I think I told you guys too, I would sit, uh, it was something like uh, anywhere between like two to four open houses a weekend, you know, so I'd be texting like, 10 or 15 different listing agents in the company like every Monday to try and set up like three or four different open houses every weekend and I really just knew that you know if I don't have any business going on and this is all I'm doing and this is what I want to make you know some serious money off of that I mean I better spend the time doing it and it's uh some of those skills I think I picked up from music just being so passionately involved in an art that I'm not making money off of you know and being willing to put in serious hours with music without expecting anything in terms of like a financial reward uh, same thing with real estate except for real estate you can actually uh, get a pretty solid financial reward so right. it's easy to just go to real estate and say well this the same way that I'd like lock myself in a practice room with drums and spend you know what, three four or five hours a day on drums like I'll just do that with cold calls and that will result in like an actual career you know that sounds kind of (laughs) cool
1: like my money doesn't sound bad
2: (laughs) yeah exactly that that's a pretty interesting thing (laughs) yeah
1: can you talk a little bit about um who you call because i think it's a it's not a typical approach that we see
2: sure um i think people have uh, a number of different ways that they describe like who i call some people call it like a just listed cold calls where you're just calling around neighborhoods basically that's all i'm doing is i'm just picking out Uh, specific pockets of neighborhoods that i wish to sell in or want to build relationships in and i'm just getting a list of property owners in that neighborhood uh so i'm not necessarily focusing on expires and that's not necessarily focusing on FISBOs. i do call them from time to time and happy to call them too but for the most part once again if you're focusing on a high volume of prospecting and calls you need a large number of people to call and uh you know, just calling Fizbo's or just calling expireds really is not a high enough number to be calling 300 or 400 people a day. So yeah, just focus on property owners because they own the properties that you want to sell and they live in the areas you want to sell in. And if they're ever going to do anything real estate related, they own a property. So they're more than likely to sell. So it kind of gets you in that that place where a lot of agents want to be, where you're primarily helping uh, on the listing side or helping with sellers. Because once again, I'm just building relationships with people who are probably going to sell Goodbye buy to own property probably,
1: already.
2: Awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: That's awesome. But <laughs> I, I don't think a lot of people are going to, um, you know, go the route you did and call as many people as you did, but they can definitely learn from you um, sure. on how to, you know, put their work ethic to work uh, when they get into this business. If you've gotten into the business and you got it was 2019 right like late 2019 yep. when you got your license and your first full year in the business was 2020 which happened to be this little thing called COVID um so it's not like <laughs> it's not like uh, you didn't have time on your hands right so yeah certainly I think
2: that was a uh, certainly I mean you can look at every scenario with pros and cons you know and I think that I just chose to look at COVID as a positive you know like what you said it just gives me more time to spend at home calling people and that yeah. that's all I got to do and it was an amazing time to call people. Everybody else was home waiting to be called to and to talk to somebody because they right. haven't been out of their house in like a month or whatever. So I would, it was hilarious. I would get a world full of
1: lonely day. people just waiting for that phone call. <laughs>
2: yes. I mean, people would spend like 20, 30 minutes talking to me and we'd never like met before. But, but during COVID, man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. We don't need you wishing for another pandemic now. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> What's What would you say is your like real estate superpower if you had to pick one?
2: Um, I mean, I think it kind of plays into what we're talking about with the, like, the 300 or 400 calls and stuff. I think uh, discipline is super important. Consistency, however you want to describe it. Uh, just doing something over and over and sticking to it. I think so many people in this business get in and there's so many shiny objects when you first get into the business of real estate. And even when you've been in the business of real estate, you know, you can do this, you can call these people, you can get business this way, you can get business that way. And Mm -hmm. ultimately there is, you know, so many different ways to get business, but if you just pick two or three things and just do them consistently, anything works. Like that's the beauty of it. It's like, you just have to be consistent at it. So people, you know, will do cold calling for like three months and be like, I haven't gotten any business off of it. I'm just going to try something else. And it's like, Oh, you were just, three more months away right from there on like a ton of business yeah you just right. like left it you know so i think consistency and just being disciplined with it yeah
1: that's awesome i love that and it, it took you what like 10 months to to get your first sale but once you got your first sale it really started rolling
2: yeah definitely um and i don't know you know i couldn't put a pin on like any specific factor that made me take 10 months but i think that's just kind of normal for a lot of new agents it just takes time to uh, yeah. learn how to build relationships, learn how to guide the process of like buying and selling with clients. Right. And, um, so yeah, it took 10 months, but once it did hit, uh, like I said, I'd been making so many hours of calls up until then. And even when it was going on to uh, build such a big book of business, once again, without expecting anything in return, just right. 10 months of, you know, whatever it was, four or five hours calls for five days a week, um, gotcha. four or five hours a day, you know, and, uh, just not expecting anything and then once it did take off you know that stuff builds up and once it's like a snowball you know once you get it rolling it really starts rolling and that was i think between the last like four months of the year was when i closed like all the volume that i did for my rookie of the year
1: thing or whatever it was (laughs) wow that's impressive love it thanks
0: (laughs) do you have a favorite business book or podcast that you like to listen to
2: uh, yeah, I alluded to the um the guy that I looked to when I first got in the business for like advice on like calling people and stuff like that. Uh, he uh, his name is Ricky Caruth. He has a book, uh, Zero to Diamond, does I believe what it's called. It's a really short read, which I appreciate because I am not a reader and. Uh, like, I think maybe his book is one of like literally three books I've read in the last maybe 10 years, dare I say it, one of them being the textbooks to get through the real estate license course. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so uh, I, I really like what he preaches. He's an uh, an active agent in Alabama, which I always love a coach who actively sells as well. Um, his production levels are where I wish I could be with my production levels. So also something to aspire to. Um, and he has a, in my opinion, a, a great philosophy on just building relationships with people, what I was talking about earlier, not having high expectations, not setting expectations, for closing a deal, just purely getting out there and trying to help as many people as possible. And you kind of give, you know, you get back what you put out in the world,
1: you know? Hmm. We definitely always talk about that, like just the not um, focusing on the outcome, but focusing on the person and what they need in the process and the outcomes will work themselves out
2: certainly i think um so many of us are goal oriented and it's not bad to have goals but i do think it gets a little unhealthy when you get too tied to the goal you know and you beat yourself up because you're like "Oh, i only sold six million this year and i want to sell seven million it's like dude you just sold six million right enjoy it (laughs) love
1: it do you have like an overarching business philosophy
2: um overall it's just a uh just purely put the client first, you know, and really yeah. look out for their best interests, even if it doesn't involve me in the deal or even if it involves another agent in the deal, not me. You know, um, I never get out of shape when my friends use other agents. Um, I don't get out of shape when uh, my clients want to use another agent, like so on and so forth. It's just not stuff to to waste time thinking on, you know. Yeah. Um, overall, I just uh, purely just try to focus on working as hard as I can every day. And I know that if I put in the, the time and the effort and I'm genuine about the people that I'm helping, that something good will come out the other end,
1: you know. So at 25 years old, where did you get the kind of mature perspective that you have? Because I've been impressed with you since I met you. And as a young guy, you have a lot of wisdom and perspective that a lot of people your age don't have. So where do you think that comes from? Thank you.
2: Um, certainly the the influences in my life, you know, uh, my parents being a big one and stuff and how they raised me and whatnot. And, and like I talked about earlier, they were entrepreneurial for their whole career, uh, you know. And uh, I think that really influenced me. Um, and uh, I, I don't know, you're making me blush, Mark. <laughs> that. that was my it, goal. So. Yes,
1: I did <laughs> um, <yeah, laughs> it. Mission accomplished. That, I can go home now. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, I've always kind of been that way. I was that way when I served tables before getting in real estate, and that was kind of why real estate spoke to me so much. Was because right. I knew how hard I worked with with something as many schools serving tables, and I knew like the cap that was placed on you when you serve tables, you know, and, and I just knew that that's just kind of my personality. So, you know, I don't necessarily know where it exactly comes from, but certainly all the people in my life that have kind of shaped me and, and shown me like work ethic and stuff like that, you know,
1: tell
0: your parents they did a good job. We're we're good. (laughs) I'll tell them. (laughs) Thanks man. (laughs) They know. (laughs) What would you say the best piece of advice you'd want to pass along to others is? Um,
2: I think it's most of what, what, I, what I've said already, but if, uh, I mean, if it had to be one thing, you know, it'd just be to, uh, especially for new agents when you're getting in, like, uh, don't overwhelm yourself. You know, I think a lot of us worry about things that haven't happened yet, or we place, you know, way too much importance on like little tiny things. And, uh, for the most part, you know, people are understanding, everybody's human. People are forgiving in this business. Um, you know, I think that
1: just don't give yourself such a hard time, you know, <laughs> I love that. We talk all the time about like a uh, new agents. In fact, I was having a conversation this week that um, I was talking with a new agent and they were looking for like, uh, they're like, I wanna, um, it really changed my logo and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna sell you and you've already had a logo. Why are you doing <laughs> <that>? Like, <laughs> how about talking to some people? <laughs> it's true, on?
2: yeah.
1: Right? I so, do think
2: that, uh, especially in this world that we've kind of adapted into of like, uh, placing so much importance on like building a brand and stuff like that, which I think is right. super important. Uh, But you're right, if you don't just put your head down and go out there and meet people, which I think a lot of people are just, you know, generally scared to do, which I totally understand. I mean, I even had like this butterflies in my stomach when I first started cold prospecting. But like I said, if you can just kind of get out there and start doing it, like anything in life, the more you do it, the easier it comes to you. And the more you can kind of build that foundation. You know, I think that real estate, like I said earlier about getting overwhelmed, it's like with real estate, you kind of, you know, build like a pillar at a time, you know, you start getting comfortable. actual prospecting of it then once you're comfortable with that it frees up your mindset to do other things then you can start building on like uh maybe like a way to you know stay in touch and follow up with these people follow up system and then once you don't have to worry about that it's like okay let's add on like three or four more ways to prospect or three or four more ways to stay in touch with these people and you just kind of keep like slowly as you get used to the last thing freeing up mental capacity just add on more things you know
0: and plus when you're new, you don't know what your brand is because you don't know like the people you're going to be working with, like the areas you're gonna be working on, you know, like that comes with time. Like I, when I started, I didn't know that I was going to do a lot of lakefront houses. Like that became a big thing for me. And so like if I would have branded myself like the, the cottage specialist, that would have been like really weird, you know, um, that's, that's super cool. Um well, Skylar, thank you for coming on today. We really appreciate you, you know, chatting with us. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that?
2: Yeah, um really appreciate you guys having me. Thanks so much. Um if, if you want to get in touch with me, I uh stay active on my Instagram, which is just my first and my last name, Skylar Brilante. Um and then as well as just my phone number 678-896-3997. Text me, call me, do whatever you want. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's all for us today and we hope you guys enjoyed our segment. Please don't forget to like and rate our podcast and your preferred podcast platform because the more ratings we get, the more we can attract cool people like yourself. I'm Kay Sellers. And I'm Mark Jones. And we're in it together.